Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the third and the Don football show. I am Joe with me is Cecil as always. We're back after a long offseason break. We've been a little bit busy with different things. Cecil has a uh, big wedding coming up, a big bachelor party coming up, and I've been trying to uh, get everything ready for the Cypher football season. But Cecil, how are you doing? I'm great, man. It's You know, it's been a busy summer. Like you said, there's some big fall events happening. Um, but, you know, the biggest fall event, um, I'm going to probably beg for forgiveness for saying that later, football season is here. Um, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's been a great first two weeks of college, not our per, our territory, but still it's been great. Um, but the true, true gauntlet, the true chalice of football in its purest form, in my belief, we disagree, is coming this weekend and tomorrow as well. So. The NFL is back, and I've never been more excited. And uh, I just want to thank uh, YouTube for buying Sunday Ticket first off. So even though even if it goes wrong, it's still better than DirecTV. I I would agree with that. I'm with you, buddy. I mean, this is the, the ultimate reminder that fall is back. I mean, you you x out your Saturdays for me, and most people should too. You x out your Sundays, and you do something with the girlfriend or the, your friends if they don't want to watch football. You do that on Friday. That's what we got Friday for. Or you just skip work. You know what? We'll give you a note. We'll write you a note to skip work so you can watch football on the weekends. So, um, I'm excited for it to be back, too. It's always nice to have all the football uh, being back. It's going to be an exciting year this year, uh, I think, specifically in the NFL, since we're, we're an NFL show mostly. But, uh, Cecil, let's let's get it started, man. I mean, we know we mentioned at the end of last year maybe some Super Bowl teasers. I don't think my picks changed from then, but let's – Let's go quickly through our playoff teams. Well, I guess we'll just let's start with the AFC since that's the one that has the most crowded, uh, I think, teams in terms of competing for the seven spots. Yeah, I think for me, I'll go divisions first. I think AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals, um, I think they're the most complete team this year. I think the Orlando Brown signing really put them over the top, you know, really created a great offensive line. And also there's some offensive line depth in case of injuries this year for the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think they're going to win the AFC North. Um, when it comes to the AFC East, um, it's going to be a much harder division than it's been in years past. Um, I still got to go with the Bills, though. They're still the most complete team. They have Josh Allen there. Um, you know, we can kind of go through all the other AFC East teams a little bit. Um, I'll break it down because there's so much. I think the uh, Miami Dolphins are going to be one of my wild cards as well. Um, the reason why is I think if Tua stays healthy, which I know is a giant if, this team is great. I think Mike McDaniel showed the same kind of innovation and just, you know, play style and the ability to really execute at a high level, um, just like, you know, his coaching tree has through these years. So I think, you know, the Shanahan system is really alive and well in Miami as well, and I think if anything it's been improved on with the passing game they have there. Um, they have elite talent around both sides of the ball. If Tua stays healthy, I I think they can definitely challenge the Bills. I'm not going to guarantee that right now, but um, of all the teams in that division, I think the Dolphins have the highest ceiling and lowest floor. Um, 
Jets, it's the one team I don't know what I think of. Um, I have them missing the playoffs. I think, honestly, they go right about 9-8. I think they have a winning season, but I think they're well, probably the first team out. Um, this was something, I, you know, a lot of the line shows the same thing. Is Are they going to win nine games or lose or lose them? And, you know, I think I'm, I'm right at that point where I'm like, I think nine games is, is exactly right for the Jets. And, you know, they'll be in talks. I think they'll be in it for most of the season. But the reality is, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better showing than this year. Um, but the reality, too, is he is getting older. Um, I think the Jets' defense is good, but it's not elite, as some people have kind of made it out to be at this point. There's still some questions about the offensive line around Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Corey Davis, which was a big weapon that we thought was going to be there, um, he just retired, you know, all of a sudden this offseason. So I think that's a, a big blow. They still got, you know, Lazar. They've got, um, you know, Garrett Wilson, who's Rookie of the Year. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, it's – I don't know how much better they're, they're going to be. I mean, again, they could make the playoffs. I'm not going to be shocked if they do, but I think they're going to be right in that, you know, first team out category. And then the Patriots are just – I just don't see them doing anything with Mac Jones in this current level and, you know, the way their current team's constructed. It just – it doesn't make sense. So um, there's two playoff teams. You get a two-for-one special in the uh, AFC East here. Um, AFC South, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars to lose. Absolutely. They're the only ones that really have a true quarterback, you know. You've got Richardson. You've got Bryce Young in the division as well, or I should say C.J. Stroud was drafted by the Texans, Bryce Young by the Panthers. So – um, you know, you've got two young quarterbacks in this division, but are those guys going to contend with the rosters around them right now? I, I definitely don't think so. And, um, you know, when it comes to the Titans, they still got Ryan Tannehill for another year. And uh, that's just, he had one good year. They paid him for it. And other than that, there's not much to speak of there. Um, you know, when we go to the AFC West, I think it's still obviously the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win the division. The Chiefs are still, you know, Favorited by a lot of people to win the Super Bowl. Um, so I think they definitely contend and win the AFC West. Um, I think the Chargers are locked to be a playoff team as well. You know, Justin Herbert signs a big extension this offseason. Um, you know, they have a really strong roster all around him. Um, they drafted some more weapons, you know, signed some guys. Nothing crazy, but I think they just built a little bit more on the team from last year. And, um I, I think, you know, are they going to make it in the big games? I don't know. There was some you know, embarrassment to get bounced from the playoffs in the first round was bad. But, I mean, they've got potential. They've got a great quarterback. They've got weapons around them. They've got a good defense. They've got, you know, Joey Bosa there. They have potential. Um, when it comes to probably the seventh seed here, um, i got to go with the Baltimore Ravens still. Um, I think, you know, Jim Harbaugh, or I should say John Harbaugh, if I keep mixing up people here, it's only week one. Um, John Harbaugh is an excellent coach. Um, he keeps his team close in games that, you know, they maybe not even have a chance of winning at. They play well. They play disciplined. And they're not going to allow it's, – it's the same thing with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. I think they're going to be another team that's close. But I think the Ravens edge them out just because they're going to – I think they have a better chance of maybe splitting with the Bengals, and I think they have a better chance of beating the Steelers twice. Um, but I think they're a well-disciplined team. I think they added weapons. You know, I I don't believe as much in the hype with the OBJ signing for the Ravens. But the reality is they did get a little better on that side of the ball. And, you know, that might be enough to just really continue to have them be consistent. Because, I mean, that defense is great. It's really good. 
you know, I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's a really good quarterback in this league. They've never been ones to really focus as much on the passing game, which I think both has helped them at times, keep them in games and, you know, control the clock. But then also has hurt them because when they need to throw the ball, they're not as experienced and they haven't really focused on it. So I think they're they're going to be a very strong team as well, and I think they make it into the playoffs. I think they go, you know, 10-7, and seven, pretty good record for a wild card of all things. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of the – the way the standings end up. I think the first wild card is probably going to be the Chargers just because it's an easier schedule than the Dolphins, and then I think the Ravens are the last one. Well, uh, we don't we, – we agree on everything, and I don't like that, so I'm going to have to change oh, things up oh, here. So let's, let's, let's start it off. I mean, Bengals, AFC North, we're a Cincinnati uh, podcast. I was going to say that uh, I think their team could be much improved with the improvements to the offensive line, to the depth at the wide receiver position. There's still some holes. There's still like running lack of running back depth that scares me. There's younger safeties, but I do think they could actually turn out to be really good uh, down the road. They just need some time to develop. Uh, AFC East, I'm going with the Bills to win it. I do think Josh Allen's elbow really played a factor in them kind of like starting off hot, and then he gets the elbow injured, and they kind of faltered down the stretch. Uh, I think him being healthy will be good. They're another team where a lot of their holes they didn't really fix this offseason, so I'm a little concerned maybe of a little drop-off, but I'm putting my faith in that. Like, Josh Allen's elbow is healthy, and that will be, hey, we'll go back to winning football games like they did early last year. Uh, AFC West, have to say the Chiefs again. Now, I, I don't think they're as good as they have been the last several years. Like, they lost both their starting tackles. Travis Kelsey's already banged up. Chris Jones is holding out. Frank Clark is gone. Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive coordinator for the Commanders, so um, I don't know if it'll be as dominant as they have been, but I think they'll still win the AFC West. Uh, in terms of the AFC South, Jaguars just like UCs. I could see the Titans maybe squeezing their way in. Just I don't know, maybe the Jaguars regress a little bit, and nothing ever stays the same in the NFL like we already know. But uh, it's you're right. Like I think the Ryan Tannehill thing is the reason why I'm not picking them. Like they're going to need to grind out a bunch of games like they always do. And they made the playoffs when they could just win 10 games and win the division, but times might be changing now with the Jaguars. I'm going Jaguars. And then my three wildcard teams, Dolphins, same as what you said. I mean, two is back. He learned two jitsu to learn how to fall. He's ready to go. Um, their offense was amazing with them. They actually were still kind of functional without him, even with like Skylar Thompson last year. Now they got Mike White as the backup. They've got Jalen Ramsey this offseason, Bradley Chubb halfway through last season. Um, they, there is a, they a very tough division, maybe the most, the toughest division of football possibly. Uh, but I do think they can come in second still. And I, I do believe in Mike McDaniel, uh, as one of my favorite head coaches. Uh, my second wild card team is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you mentioned a lot, Cease, about them. The defense is still good. Lamar's back healthy. He has a good contract now. Uh, they've added to the receiver rooms. A Flowers is in, Odell Beckham is in. Todd Munkin's the new offensive coordinator. There's been a lot of complaints about the offense the last several years. Todd Munkin did a lot of good things down at Georgia, you know, the last couple of years helping them win national championships. And they had Stetson Bennett as their quarterback. So if he doesn't improve, I don't know what's going to happen. But he also, at Georgia, he had plenty of tight end uh, depth that he used well, which is what the Ravens love to do. So they have, you know, Darnell Washington was drafted this year. Brock Bowers is going to be drafted next year out of Georgia. I mean, he, he slides right into the, to the Ravens, and they have, you know, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, and they'll probably pick about 10 tight ends next year in the draft. So it's a good situation for, for the offense coordinator to do well and to see what Lamar Jackson can do uh, in a more passing-focused offense. 
And then my last wild card team is the Chargers. I kind of, you know, after you pick the Chargers, I'm kind of thinking about going Jets. But my main issue with the Jets is that offensive line. They've been banged up over the last several years. I'm not sure, you know, how Aaron Rodgers plays with a bad offensive line. He's been fortunate to have one of the best offensive lines in football in front of him with the Packers uh, the last several years. But, you know, I just don't know if they can make it. So I'm going to go Chargers. Another team that's like star-studded, you know, maybe last year didn't work out the way they thought, especially they went up early against the Jaguars and, you know, were able to come back. Uh, but, you know, Justin Herbert, uh, Quentin Johnston's added to this fold with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for the passing attack. Austin Eckler's still there, didn't even, you know, have to hold out this year, have a new contract. I mean, I know he wanted one, but he just didn't get it because running back market's kind of what it is. J.C. Jackson's healthy on defense. He wasn't healthy last year. You know, I, I think this is a team that could – Maybe win the West. I just it's hard to see them taking that leap with them being the Chargers and the Chargers always heartbreaking losses and all that goes into being a Chargers fan. So same AFC teams. Uh, it's hard to pick the AFC because there are so many good teams. And see, I think it's it might be harder to pick the NFC playoff picture because we don't even know who's good. Like there's three good teams in this NFC, and that's what we saw last year. So who do you got in the NFC? Right. It's so easy because there's probably you know eight or nine good teams in the AFC, and then the NFC there's probably three good teams. Um, we'll just start with the, probably the easiest division to pick here, um, which is the, I believe it's the NFC South. Honestly, I, I've got, I'm a big new Orleans saints believer. I think Derek Carr's gotten really thrown out into the cold by a lot of pundits as being somehow awful all of a sudden. I mean, he, you got to see where the saints have been over the last couple of years and who has been the quarterback of these teams. I mean, it's half the time. It's basically Taysom Hill and gadget plays. So for them to get an actual quarterback who, you know, maybe isn't a top 10 guy necessarily, but somebody that's top half of the league. Um, They've got Chris Olave, you know, Mike Thomas can just stay healthy for the love of God. Um, You know, they drafted a running back. They have Alan Kamara once he comes back from the suspension, they still got a pretty good defense. Um, They got a lot of pieces on that team. They've drafted well through the years, and, and they've had strong success. It's just really – they've been kind of just journeymen in the NFL but without Drew Brees. Now they have somebody to stabilize the quarterback position, hopefully, finally. I think that will help win over a lot of teams. With, I mean, the whole division's a lot of question marks, but ultimately I've at least seen Derek Carr play at a higher level with the Raiders at some points in his career. Everybody else is, you know, a young quarterback or, you know, it's Baker Mayfield in the with the Buccaneers so I think the Saints have that um NFC North I'm going with the Detroit Lions I think this is finally the year the Detroit Lions break in back into the playoffs um and you know can make some noise it is a you know it's not a strong NFC North by any means Aaron Rodgers is finally out of Green Bay so that leads to a lot less uh difficulty to win that division um I think the Vikings are very middling um now, what does that mean ultimately for the NFC playoff picture? That may get you a wild card, um, but I don't think they're strong enough. I think the Lions have a very good roster up, you know, up and down. And then Jared Goff, I think, can play well enough, especially with the offensive line they have, because Jared Goff needs that timing. It seems he's not going to be a great quarterback, but you give him some time, he can hurt you. We saw that with McVay back with the Rams. Um, so definitely Lions, the NFC North. NFC West, I'm going with the 49ers still. I think, you know, I mean, hell, they had Brock Purdy last year as a rookie, and they still won all these games. I think Christian McCaffrey has been the X factor for them since they traded for him midway through last year. 
Um, I think they've only lost one game that Christian McCaffrey has started for them. Um, obviously, there's tons of other reasons. They, they still have a lot of players on defense. Big contract just signed by Nick Bosa today. Um, I think the 49ers are the best team, you know, you know, roster build almost in the NFL. It's just a question of what are their limitations at quarterback. And with Kyle Shanahan, it seems like it doesn't matter. And he almost enjoys the challenge of having quarterback who can barely do anything. So hats off to him. I think it's going to be close this year. I think they have a very tough schedule as well. Um, but I think they end up, you know, ahead. Um, NFC East, I'm going with the Eagles to repeat. I think it's going to be a dogfight between them and the Cowboys still. Um, I think it's a tough division. It always is the NFC East. They all seem to beat up on each other. I'm not as high on the Giants as some people are. I think they, you know, I think they probably go eight, nine probably this year. Um, I just, you know, Danny Dimes had some magic, but Brian Dable just didn't seem to care because he's like, if this guy gets hurt, who cares? We're trying to win football games. I don't know how long that's going to continue. Uh, again, I don't feel like they upgraded the team enough for it to be better than it was last year. And it's going to be hard to get off to the same hot start, especially with a year of tape of that system on, you know, for everyone to view over the off season. Um, so I, I think it's still going to be a hard division. The commanders is the weirdest team I've ever seen where I like a lot of players. I like the defense, but at the same time, I can barely find four or five games for them to win on their schedule. So, you know, maybe they eke out a win against one of these guys, but it's, I think it's the Eagles overall. I think they, they have a tough schedule playing that first place finish, but ultimately they still have a great offensive line. Some guys have left, but the core is there. The Jalen hurts offense that they ran last year looked almost unstoppable at times. And I think they continue that to win that division. Um, wild cards, that being said, Dallas Cowboys. I think, you know, still an excellent you know defense. Micah Parsons is still there. I think Tony Pollard takes a step forward even more than he did last year as a feature back in Dallas. Um, they've got weapons. I People are really down on Dak this year. I think he's, he's going to surprise some people and be a little better than people expect. Not saying MVP level or anything like that, but Dak, I think, will show that he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL, and I don't think that's should be a reach. But for some reason, a lot of pundits have made it that way. I don't know if it's an anti-Dallas bias or what in that nature, but ultimately, the Cowboys are a very complete team. If they were in another division of the NFC, I would pick them to win that division, hands down. Besides, probably the 49ers and Eagles. So they are the third best team. I think they have the best shot of making it to the Super Bowl. Besides those two teams. Um, Next wild card, you know, I'm going to be on the safe side here. I'm going to go Vikings and the middling Kirk Cousins show. You know, it's there's nothing wowing about it. It's just a very – somebody's got to get the wild card. And Kirk Cousins, you know, they got rid of Alan Thielen, but they replaced him with, um, you know, the rookie they drafted at the first round. They've got TJ Hawkinson for a full year now. He's going to probably get a lot of targets as well. Um, I'm interested to see how well Alexander Madison does for a full season as the feature back. Um, I don't think he's as good as Dalvin Cook, but, you know, there's this big running backs don't matter in the NFL. And, you know, we could talk about that for an hour if we wanted, but the reality is he's not as talented, but in their system it may not matter that much for it to be a big enough drop-off to change their success level. So pretty much same team from last year, just a couple pieces swapped out, and that should be enough for a wild card for him. The seventh seed is a struggle in the NFC because you, you could pick a name, probably the other 10 teams out of a hat, and you might be right. It wouldn't even matter. You could shake up all the records. 
Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray could come back and suddenly they become the seventh seed at seven and ten or something. Don't bet on um, that. Don't bet on that. Please don't, don't bet, bet on, on it. <laughs> don't do it. No, it's I went with the Seattle Seahawks. Um I think they have a good offense. I think Geno Smith may come a little bit back to earth, but I think that should still be okay. I think they added, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, he's week to week. You know, he might play, you know, by week two or three. There's even reports he may play this week. I don't think he does. But I think, you know, you have three good, great receivers. Um, you have two good running backs now. You have Kenneth Walker. And then you you um, drafted Zach Carbonet. Um And, you know, the defense, you got Bobby Wagner back. I don't know what that necessarily means. It's not the Bobby Wagner of, you know, years past. But, I mean, all the young players last year really played well. There's a chance they regress, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard to pick a West Coast team sometimes, especially if they're not elite, because there's going to be times the Seahawks are going to lose a game um, away that to a team that's very middling, and then they're going to win some games maybe against some people they shouldn't because they're playing at home. So it's always weird. They have a really weird home-away split, and uh, I think it's just enough to get them that seventh seed. And, I mean, I think – Maybe they get hot. Maybe Pete Carroll coaches them well enough and they can do some, you know, upset somebody in the playoffs. But I think that's really it. And, I, you know, I think the Vikings and Seahawks kind of are in by default. I think the only other team you can even really consider in that is maybe maybe the Giants catch fire again. Um, and that's, that's really the only other thing I could think of. I mean – yeah, it's it's just tough. It's slim pickings in the NFC this year, just like it's been the last like three or four years. Yeah, I'm with you. This, the three teams at the top, um, I, I think most people have the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. It sucks for the Eagles and Cowboys that they're in the same division. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change things up here, Cease. I'm going to go NFC East. I'm going to go Eagles. We're going to start there. That's the same. Uh, one of the best constructed rosters you'll ever see. Offensive line talent throughout. Running back room, they at least have tons of guys they can go to. Maybe not a go-to guy. Jalen Hurts had a great season. Good wide receiver room. Defense, such a good rotation. They keep on drafting these Georgia guys. and just It's it's incredible. Um, Howie Roseman deserves a lot of credit for that, by the way, too. Um, so they're my number one seed, probably, uh, from the NFC East. Uh, I'll go, I mean, I'm not going to go in the order of seeds, just division. But NFC South, I'm with you on the Saints. Um, I think it's a weak division. I do like Derek Carr. Uh, Michael Thomas is back. We'll see what that actually means uh, personally because I, I don't know anymore. Slant Boy. Slant Boy's back there. Laser Eyes is on the bench. Um, but we, uh, I think, you know, their defense is still solid. Their offensive line is still solid. Derek Carr can make some plays. So I got Saints, NFC South. NFC North, I'm with you on the Lions. Offensive line play matters. I think they're going to start showing people in the first game. Maybe they don't beat the Chiefs. We'll get to our pick later. But I think they're going to show people that they can kind of play with some of the better teams in the league. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, the, the defense can't get much worse than it was last year. So they, they've added some guys. Let's see if it gets improvement uh, to win the NFC North, which is very different than it was last year. NFC West, let's get weird, Seas. Let's go Seahawks. Let's do it. Um, All right. I, I was going to pick the 49ers, uh, but that seemed like we were just agreeing too much. So I'm, I'm going to change it up. Let's go Seahawks. Um, they had two of the better picks in the NFL draft. They've had two great NFL drafts in a row. Um you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, as you said, hurt right now, could come back. That's three wide receivers you got to worry about. Um, and I think his skill set is more in the slot. So, like, you have DK running deep, Tyler Lockett running deep, and he's just in the slot carving you up. Um, 
you got another running back. Running back room is, is pretty stable after Kenneth Walker had a good season. Geno Smith is there. They had two rookie offensive tackles last year who did decently. Uh, and in, to improve their defense after they already had Tariq Bullen, who was such a great rookie corner last year. They got Devon Weatherspoon. I don't know. Let's get weird because my next, my first wild card, I'll, I'll take I'll take the 49ers. I'll, I'll just, you know, switch up the order a little bit. Uh, they lost Mike McGlinchey off the offensive line. Uh, I think that the offensive line has looked questionable preseason. It is preseason, but, you know, we're trying to be different here. Questionable this preseason. Um, all of their players are injury prone, specifically Christian McCaffrey, who did hold up once he got traded there for the most part. Uh, George Kittle, who did have a great season once Brock Purdy was inserted at quarterback. Uh, but even Debo and, and is, has some nagging injuries every once in a while, and Brandon Ayuk's always in the doghouse. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say they take a step back. I also don't believe in Brock Purdy. I think he did what he did last year. Admirable. That's awesome. I've seen him go in the eighth round of fantasy football mock drafts here. What are we doing? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, so I think they're a very talented team, very well constructed, but I do think the quarterback position matters. Kyle Shanahan is probably going to find that out the hard way this year. Um, what really makes me regret doing this already is that Nick Bosa and Fred Warner are on the defense, and those are two of the best players in the, the NFL period, but defensive players uh, for sure. But they make the playoffs. It's fine. St- they can still be a competitive team. Um, I'm with you on the Vikings, too. I think they make it. Their defense, maybe it gets a little better. Marcus Davenport was signed to help the pass rush. Cool, I guess. Um, Dalvin Cook's gone, so Kirk Cousins is throwing Justin Jefferson 50 times a game, and Jordan Addison, I guess, takes over for Adam Thielen, which is probably an upgrade at this point of his career. But um, who else are you going to take? So I'll, I'll take them. Uh, I actually should, should say my first wild card is the Cowboys. So we're going to move all the teams down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys. Um, they, If they weren't in the Eagles division, they could be right up there with the, I guess what people are saying, like Eagles and 49ers, two best teams. But I think since they're second in their division, they don't get, like, people don't talk about them as much that way. Or maybe it's, like, so the Dallas bias, like, I don't know, because Dak, Dak's coming back. He's healthy. The offensive line looks relatively healthy right now, which is something that hasn't happened. Tony Pollard was more of a game changer than Zeke was last year. Brandon Cooks comes in as a solid receiver. And the defense should be good. I mean, I, I didn't like their first-round pick, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, but, um, you know, nose tackle can help plug the run. And then Micah Parsons is back, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, if, they, if Dak shows that he's better this year, which I think he will be, and I think you said you did too, I think they could be a scary, dangerous team. And I do think Kellen Moore leaving doesn't hurt as much as people want it to hurt. I don't think he was the best play caller. Uh, the problem is Mike McCarthy's still the head coach. And it'll probably end in a just a very hurtful playoff loss for the Cowboys, which we're all accustomed to seeing now. So, you know, I think that's that's probably a fair assessment. They're their third, cha- third best chances in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, it's going to be... Uh, very hard for them to do so with Mike McCarthy as head coach and you know all the the two premier teams in the NFC in most people's estimations. All right, Cease, Super Bowl pick before we get started with our picks for the year. Super Bowl pick. I'm going Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, that's what I, I've said since the end of last season. And this NFC, this is where I'm struggling right now because I've been riding that 49ers train for years now, for literal years you have to um, you have to go yeah. with them <laughs> I, it's, it's just like do i do i really believe in what they i mean i believe in the roster i don't believe in the quarterback it's just, <laughs> can i really pick mr irrelevant to show up in a super bowl not two years later cease um, can, can, can i pose a question to you while, you while you go through this pose it to me are we sure that by week five sam darnold isn't the starter are we sure 
Ooh. Kyle Shanahan's crazy yeah. enough that he like Brock Purdy has two bad games. Sam Darnold's in. I don't know. I I mean he he's not Purdy though. You know <laughs> he's not Purdy like that. He's a caveman. Um. <laughs> man, I you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm switching it up this year. Oh. I know I'm switching it up officially. I just I can't believe in Brock Purdy. I just don't. Jimmy G was better than Brock Purdy. That's saying something. Um, right now, the chips are down. I'm, I'm saying it's going to be – I'm going with the Eagles. You know, it's a safe bet. I know it's boring. Everyone's just like, really? Jesus. But, I mean, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC right now. I think that's fair to say. Um, I think, you know, maybe some guys retire. They don't have C.J. Gardner-Johnson anymore. But – that's kind of, I mean, that's the makes most sense. What does my heart want? I, I want a fucking Bengals Lions Super Bowl. I think that would just be awesome. That'd be an awesome pick. But we got a long way to go in the season before I, I say something like that is actually going to happen. Yeah. But right now, I, I, the Eagles are the strongest team in the NFC. Um, you know, I think they'll have kind of the easiest route as well because they'll get that bye, and then the Cowboys will have to fight through. Um, and that's usually. A hard thing to do for them in the playoffs. They usually don't fare super well, so I got to go Eagles as much as I'm not a giant Eagle guy. Well, you st- you're going to make all the graphics look the same then. I was trying to get you to go 49ers because I. Oh, no, no! I, I, uh, I picked. The, I think I was uh, our last show last season. I picked Bengals over Eagles. I'm sticking with it. Uh, you know, I think, uh, as you said, the, the Eagles, with the quarterback situation being what it is, I think could be the best team in the NFC again um, over the, the 49ers. And, you know, I would love, I, you know, it's, it's not how it works, but I would love to have the chance to see the Cowboys go to, like, an NFC championship game before I start buying in more. Um, if the Eagles and the 49ers weren't so super stacked, I could see a world where the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl. But being as it may, you know, hey, Jalen Hurts goes down with an injury, oh, well, the 49ers can move on through. Or last year when the 49ers didn't have a quarterback, the Eagles are able to get through in, in an NFC championship game that was pretty boring. Um, the the Bengals are my pick for the Super Bowl. First time I've done it in my life. I feel good about the offensive line. I like that they got Joe Mixon back on a pay cut. T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd are back. Irv Smith is the most talented tight end they have since Tyler Eifert. The problem is he gets hurt after about week three every season, um, which is an issue. Uh, but maybe they sign someone off the street or something. Tight end has never been a focal point of this offense. Uh, but the wide receiver depth is there. That's good. And then that defense arguably could be better than this year. I mean, they have all the linebackers back on their deals. Uh, Chidobe Awuzier is back healthy. They got rid of Eli Apple. That helps. Cam Taylor Britt's coming up. DJ Turner was drafted. Jordan Battle was drafted to play safety. Daxton Hill and Jordan Battle at safety are pretty exciting to me. I know Nick Scott probably starts the season as a starter, but I really like those young safeties they have. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe like those guys come in later in the season uh, as they develop because I – Heck, I think Jordan Battle could be the, one of the best defensive players they have by the end of the season. But that's a pick. Bengals over Eagles. Cease. I'm hoping for me personally, uh, the Bengals take care of business early in the season uh, because last year they didn't, and that's that's kind of what cost them. So that's for me personally. Like I don't, you know, a lot of Bengals fans will talk to us. Oh, it's okay. We lost one of the games early on in the season. You know, we we lost to the Steelers with those four interceptions by Burrow. We lost to the Cowboys when they had Cooper Rush starting. Nope. None of that. It's not okay anymore. You gotta, you gotta have the playoffs go through Cincinnati. You gotta have the AFC Championship in Cincinnati rather than Arrowhead. We can't do that anymore. 
right? We're in a boat race because the reality too is it's not even just where the championship game gets played, which is huge advantage, especially considering that a lot of the other places would either be probably Buffalo or Arrowhead, which both stadiums, not great. Obviously the Bengals played well in the snow last year, but I wouldn't count on that. That's a lot of variables. Um, two, the other big thing, and I, I get nobody wants to, you know, sound like this and sound like, oh, yeah, you're going to try to avoid people. But the reality is the last couple times, right, these three teams have had a combination of where two of them face off and then face the other one in the AFC championship game, and then the other one makes it to the Super Bowl. Because let's be honest, I mean, you don't want to have to go through the gauntlet where you play the Bills and the Chiefs in the playoffs be much better if you can just have to play one or the other and you know the home field advantage is nice as well but the reality is those are some hard well-fought games you got to pull out all the stops and that's a big thing too is all your trick plays all of the big things you've been planning if you can save those until the end you have a much better chance of victory because no one's seen it yet otherwise you got to pull everything out of your bag of tricks in the divisional round you know the AFC championship game and now you got to face some guy at home, um, and then you kind of already had to throw everything out to beat the other great elite team. There's three elite teams in the AFC, um, and I think all of them are better than the NFC teams. I think the Eagles are really the only one that can compete right now between those NFC teams. I have a shot at beating the winner of the AFC right now. But all three are elite, and if you can only have to play one of the other two versus having to go through both teams, you have a much better success rate. Absolutely. We'll see how it goes. And uh, if the Bengals do lose to the Browns, me and you will be both be melting down as we watch, as you said, YouTube TV's new Sunday ticket. And that's a free plug for them. I mean, they're, they're going to need that. Um, yeah, what's this YouTube? We're going to let's let's get to our pixies. We've, we've gone through our preseason predictions. Football is back starting tomorrow. We're recording this Wednesday. I'm sure it'll be up later tonight. But, uh, you know, let's get started with Lions and Chiefs. Not a typical opener to a season when you see the Detroit Lions, but as we've said, they're a team we, we like this year. Uh, this line started at, like, Chiefs favored by 6.5. You know, it's their their first game back from the Super Bowl. There's a lot of a lot of hype there, but the Travis Kelsey injury kind of moving the line more towards right now on ESPN. It's listed at 4.5 in favor of the Chiefs. So who are you going with, Cease? Yeah, I mean, straight up, I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs to win this game. I'm going to take the Lions – plus four and a half. I think I think the Chiefs probably win this game by four. Obviously, I was ready to hammer six and a half, but, you know, two points. You know, it's much much more likely that the Lions lose by six than lose by four. Um, so it's just, it's one of those where I, I like the Lions either way. Do I think they can pull the upset? Yes. Here's how they would have to do it. And we've seen this from some teams that play well against the Chiefs in season in the playoffs, things like that. Ball control. Um, it's going to be a huge part if they want to win this game is the Lions have to control time of possession and they can control it by a lot. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as much as humanly possible. Makes sense, right? Um, but the Lions have the ability to do that. They've got two good running backs now. they got Jameer Gibbs they dropped, drafted in the first round. They've got David Montgomery they signed as well. they got a great offensive line like you mentioned. They've got some weapons. They've got, you know, Amon, Saint, Amon Ra St. Brown that, you know, He's going to, you know, eat a lot of receptions. He's not, you know, a big yards guy. He's more of, you know, dink and dunk. That's what Jared Goff's good at. So all I got to do is come up with these long drives, keep the Chiefs off the field. Travis Kelsey's injury, I think, matters, right? But I don't know that's going to be, oh, 
the Chiefs were going to lose this game if Travis Kelsey was out. I don't think that was the case at all. I think the Chiefs are still favorited because the the reality is there's very few defenses in the entire world that can stop Patrick Mahomes when he needs to score a touchdown and win a game. It's it's all it seems almost impossible at times. Um, and I just don't think the Lions' defense is upgraded to that level. I think they've gotten a lot better than what we saw last year. But the reality is Patrick Mahomes seems to be almost untackable. He's able to, you know, make receivers out of basically anybody off the street that you'll never hear of again except for in this game. So Travis Kelsey being not 100% is it an effect? Sure. Um, but the reality is the Lions can't give Patrick Mahomes the opportunity at the end of the game. I think – the Lions are going to control this. I think it's going to be close, but the reality is it's going to be, are they going to let Patrick Mahomes have the ball at the end of the game? If he does, they're going to win it. If he doesn't, I think the Lions have a real shot. Yeah, I'm going Lions with the points here, but the Chiefs uh, straight up. This is, I, I mean, I, I wrote the article yesterday when the line was six and a half uh, on the gamehouse.com. So I took the six and a half. I'm still taking the four and a half. Like you said, it changes it a little bit, but um, I'm going to take the points with the Lions because of what we said, the offensive line's good. Uh, Jared Goff has shown in the past he can run a shootout against the Chiefs and keep it close. It was when he was with the Rams and things are a little bit different, but he's got the line at least, and Amon Ra is really good. Um, for the Chiefs, as mentioned, they have a lot of new things going on. I mean, Travis Kelsey questionable at the two offensive tackles, Eric Bieniemy, all that stuff. You know, Frank Clark gone, Chris Jones, contract dispute, not going to play probably. Um, that's why I think the Lions can keep it close. Like I, I, if Travis Kelsey is out, especially Patrick Mahomes is going to have to make do with receivers that were not great last year, and they probably got worse when you think about it because their most consistent receiver was Juju Smith-Schuster. Not that he was great, but just most consistent, and he's now with the Patriots. So I think Lions with the points, Chiefs get the win though in the end, maybe by a field goal. Next one up, we have the Texans and the Ravens. This is. The uh, debut of C.J. Stroud for the Texans and Will Anderson. They moved up to get him. Uh, they're traveling to go on the road to take him, in, take him on in Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by 10 points. We get to see Lamar Jackson again, which we didn't get to see at the end of last year, Cease. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Ravens to win this game, obviously. You've got a well-seasoned head coach. You've got, um, I believe, you've got you know, a new head coach. You've got D'Amico Ryans with Houston now, first time as a head coach. Um, you know, rookie quarterback in his first start, C.J. Stroud. You know, the Texans got better this year. I think they've gotten a lot better. And they're still not there by any means, but the sad thing is they've done a ton with this roster and they're still not there. That's how much in disarray the Houston Texans have been over the last probably three to four years. Um, I think they're on the right track. I think C.J. Stroud can be great for them. But, I mean, this is his first start. There's so much new stuff. There's a new coach. And you're going up against a team that's very well coached, you know, has had a lot of continuity um, along the entire staff, along the, you know, roster in most places, except for the ones they've upgraded. Um, That being said, 10 points is a weird spread for week one because there's one thing I've learned about week one contests a lot. Offenses sometimes don't show up a lot, you know, in that week one matchup, much less, you know, we're talking blowouts. I think, I think really, honestly, the Ravens win by 10. Uh, that's where I'm at. I mean, if this line was nine and a half, I'd be tempted. I'd probably take the Ravens and say, I think they could win by a field goal and a touchdown. But at 10, like, I've got to pick the, te- the Texans here. 
Um, you, I picked mean, a, you picked a push, man. You said they were going to win by 10. I'm picking the push. That's right. I think, <laughs> For, I think it's going to be exactly 10 points. If you're going to give me that, I'm, I'm going to take the Texans. All right, so you heard it here first. Go to your go to your favorite, favorite gambling app, uh, and you place, I'm going to bet on a spread tie and see what the odds are and come out. But, no, I mean, you're right. I think that's a good spread for, for this week. I, I'm, I'll take the Ravens just because I do think it's tough to, hey, your first NFL game is you're, you're the quarterback of the Houston Texans who still have their holes in their roster. They're, they're much better than they were, right? But they still have their holes. And you've got to go and face – uh, Baltimore with their good defense at Baltimore with Lamar Jackson back. I'll take the Ravens. It's a new offense for him, but I think that actually helps him in the long term. If he still uses his legs a little bit, but maybe not as much as he used to, I, I think they can get the win and cover here. Next one up, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by three and a half. Uh, we got some new starting quarterbacks based on last year's opening day. We have Desmond Ritter now the starting quarterback for the Falcons. He kind of ended up the year as the starter there. And we have Bryce Young getting his first start in the NFL for the Panthers. Yeah, this is a weird one. This is one I would definitely stay away from if you were betting this week because we got two young quarterbacks. We got a rookie in his first start, and we got Desmond Ritter who played a little last year, but really this is his, it's his show now. It's his to lose. Um, and both teams kind of were up and down the preseason. Ultimately... I'm going to go, I like Carolina's defense more than I like Atlanta's offense. Um, Atlanta's an offensive team. I think it's going to take them more time to get together. Um, and I think Carolina will benefit from that. Obviously, Carolina's offense is not very good, but I think they'll be able to take advantage of the Falcons a little bit. I think, ultimately, the Panthers uh, pull up the offs- the upset in this one at CJ. Uh, or Bryce Young, man, I cannot get the two of them straight today. Bryce Young gets his uh, first win in the NFL. Hey, they're the same quarterback, right? No one had any debates about which one was no, better. Not all all, all, all draft season. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons to win and cover at home. I think uh, Arthur Smith is designing this team to be much like the Titans were, and they're going to run the ball a lot, uh, which helps Desmond Ritter uh, a ton. I, I, you know, Bijan Robinson's going to have a big game in this one, even though the Panthers' defense is good. They're just going to keep on feeding him. Uh, but I, I think they wouldn't cover because the Panthers' offensive line is still pretty bad, and I think the Falcons spent a lot of money in free agency because they saw an opportunity to win the division. Are they actually going to win the division? Maybe not, but they should be improved, in my opinion. Those new guys on defense will be able to pressure Bryce Young in his first start, and um, I think the Falcons can win a cover. All right, the next one that we have up is the kind of an odd game. So we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored by... By six points right now, we have Baker Mayfield getting his first start for the Buccaneers. We have a kind of a new-look Vikings team, no Adam Thielen, no Dalvin Cook. Um, it's going to look a little bit different this game. It is going to look a little different, but ultimately I think the offense Kevin O'Connell installed and with Kirk Cousins, I think that's what, what stayed. And, you know, Adam Thielen is aging. Obviously they've got Jordan Addison, who's a rookie, so that's probably not going to develop right away. But they also have T.J. Hawkinson, who's kind of – help shoulder that role a little bit of the possession receiver that Thielen had with Minnesota. Again, there's times where, you know, you can have this debate with fantasy managers constantly, it seems like. The output between Madison and Cook wasn't that crazy different. Um, Now, what does that mean? An actual NFL game versus fantasy? I think that's a little different. But I don't think the drop-off is that crazy. It seems like with running backs, it, it almost doesn't matter at times, which is the weird, again, Weird debate that, that can come up and people can yell at each other forever, but 
it's the NFL is very different than it used to be when it came to running backs being, you know, the elite talent pool of, you know, all the players. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how different the the Vikings are really going to be from last year. And that's a good thing for this game because that means the offense is going to be probably decently good and the defense still not great, but they'll be able to maybe do something enough to really limit a Tampa Bay team. That's a bunch of question marks. I mean, the defense is, is getting older. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. I, I don't know what that looks like. I, I don't really there's nothing about this Tampa Bay team that really excites me or I really see any potential in. I think they could end up being at like their ceiling is eight, nine. And that's if they Baker Mayfield has a great season and somehow all of the weapons on their offense are as good as they were with Brady somehow. Um, so I just don't see it. So I'm picking the Vikings to win and cover. We're going to need an intern to start clipping up what we're saying <laughs> and keep us, keep us responsible because I'm with you though. I, but like, um, I think Baker Mayfield has a better year than expected with the Buccaneers. I, I, we saw what he could do with the Rams, right? But even if he plays extraordinarily well, that's like an 8-9 football team. I'm with you. Um, I think the Vikings win in cover as well. They're at home. Uh, I don't think there's a huge um, there's a huge drop-off at running back, but as you said, it doesn't really matter. Wide receiver potential upgrade. Um, I, I The defense, again, I think still could be pretty bad, but – you got to think about it from the Buccaneers' perspective, too, where Ryan Jensen is not going to play for a long time. Uh, I don't think I've seen an official report, but he got hurt again. That offensive line isn't the same. Uh, Rashad White's their starting running back. I'm not really a fan of him. I know I said running backs don't matter as much, but like that's they never really had a great running back the last couple of years, but Leonard Fournette was at least something. Rashad White, I guess we'll find out. Um, they have like contract issues with like Devin White wanting to be one of the highest paid linebackers. So there's there's just a whole bunch of things going on. I, I'm going to take the Vikings to win and cover because they're at home because they have that offense that I know I can trust. At least that will work. But uh, yeah, it's, you're right. The NFC makes it a little bit tough with some of these games. Tennessee Titans at the New Orleans Saints. Sees the Titans are they're going to New Orleans. And the Saints are favored by three points. This is a weird one. Um, it's definitely the spread is that way because New Orleans is a pretty good home field, honestly. Um, this is this is a, this is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Saints to win. I'm going to hedge it basically. Saints to win at home, but I think the Titans play it super close, so I'm going to take the Titans with the points here and hedge my bet. Um, I mean, if, especially early in the year. If Derrick Henry is healthy, which it seems like he is, um, usually he, you know, some years it used to take him forever to get going, not in the last two seasons. So I think he kind of hits the ground running. Um, New Orleans has a good defense, not elite, so the limit sometimes. It, it's really going to come down to where is Ryan Tannehill at after not playing for pretty much the whole last season. Is he going to play? I mean, and he doesn't have to be vintage two years ago, Ryan Tannehill, where they were one of the best teams in the AFC. Is he going to be, you know, Miami Ryan Tannehill, where he's very middling? If he, I mean, if he is like mid-tier Ryan Tannehill, I think the Titans have a real shot at this game. Um, if he's the Ryan Tannehill we saw last season, though, I think they'll end up losing. But I'm going to go Saints to win at home, and then I think the Titans will play close enough. Saints to win and cover for me, I think the same issues for me is what you kind of said with the Titans. Ryan Tannehill, we just don't know what we're going to get. 
I think Mike Vrabel will be trying to just run the clock and everything, but I, I do think there's some upside with this passing offense with Derek Carr. It just seems like, kind of like you said earlier in the show, Cease, so like people are kind of forgetting about him or not talking about him as much. You have him, Michael Thomas maybe is something, but then you have Chris Olave who really showed he could be a number one wide receiver in this league last year. You have Rashid Shahid who came out of nowhere. I mean, you have some talented receivers to go to. I think they spread them out and are able to get the job done because the Titans do have uh, some issues at cornerback. So I'm going to go Saints to win and cover. Next one up, we have the Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are favored by seven at home. Who's starting for the Cardinals? They have not said. It is between rookie Clayton Toon and Josh Dobbs, who they just traded for. And I believe Clayton Toon was like a fifth-round pick. So um, this is great. They said they're keeping it close to the close to the vest for a competitive advantage. And it's like, man, Jonathan Gannon, I'm, I hate to tell you, man, I don't think it's a competitive advantage to say, hey, we're starting one dude who hasn't really started or another dude who kind of stinks. Right. I still don't understand the uh, let's get rid of Colt McCoy for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever will, but, you know, that's – that's what this Arizona team, maybe they're trying to tank and, I don't know, get rid of Kyler Murray. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but they are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. You know, maybe if Kyler Murray comes back when he does, who knows the timetable on that's kind of up in the air as well. Um, who knows? If he comes back and he plays well, I mean, this team will definitely be different, but ultimately they've got no shot at, at much more than, you know, high point Kyler Murray comes back sooner than we think they win seven games, that kind of deal. Um yeah, obviously they're going to lose this, 100%. Um, don't like to I, – I feel so weird about the commanders because you look – you know, I was just – I was at the casino today. Don't gam- gamble responsibly, kids. Um, and, you know, I was looking at the commanders, right, and the lot, their win total is six and a half. And I looked at it. I, I look at the commanders as a team outside of everything else, and I go, I think the roster's well enough they can win seven games. That's not – crazy i think sam house showed a pulse and like that's really i mean they've got a good defense you know dotson's played well curse samuel played well at times terry McLaurin is there um you know they've got good running backs they've got a decent offensive line they've got a lot of good pieces but it just does it's not perfect and sam hell isn't perfect either so that being said i yeah i'm gonna go commanders to win and cover and this is the only game i think i will ever see a team that I think is going to finish under 500 this season have a over a touchdown spread. I, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. Like Vegas is so unconfident in the commanders for this season, but is so confident in this game because of how bad the Cardinals are right now. So commanders to win and cover, but man, that is a weird one. That's one for the books folks. I'm going Commanders to win and cover two. The Cardinals have a chance to win zero games this year. Um, there, there's a mostly because there's a possibility they just sit Kyler Murray down the whole year. Because if you if you you haven't won a game through the first seven or eight games of the season, why bring him back? Keep him keep him on the uh, keep keep him on the IR. Go get Caleb Williams, the number one pick, and go take uh, since you have the Texans' first pick too. Go take Marvin Harrison too. So uh, that would be what I would do. But yeah, I think the Commanders. The defense is still really good. We have a lot to figure out about Sam Howell and this offense, but they do have Eric Bieniemy, like we said earlier. So, I don't know. I think the defense by themselves are the reason why I'm picking this. Their front seven is still very talented. And I just, I mean, there, there, there's not too many teams you can list that, like, 
have been this bad in the last several years. So like, it, I know we had like an zero and seventeen team how many years ago, but like, who's the best player on the Cardinals right now? They just traded Isaiah Simmons. Not that he did all that well for him, but like, James Conner. I mean, I, I mean, they, sure. every, everyone who was even good, like JJ Watt, retired. I believe Rodney Hudson retired. Um, I. Marquise, Zach Ertz, baby. Zach Ertz or Marquise Brown? Like, uh, what what year is this? What are we doing? Like, I I'm fully here for the tank, but I, I don't know. I I'm looking at PFF right now just to find out who the best player rated wise was from last year's team. I think it's DJ Humphrey. Uh, okay, it's Buda Baker. Buda Baker is the best player on the team. Seventy three point seven. God bless Buda Baker for oh. sitting back there. Because Byron, <laughs> Byron Murphy's on the Vikings now, and they they had the inner inner squad scrimmages there, but it's him or DJ Humphreys at left tackle. So get ready for Cardinals football this year. Should be fun. Um, shit. Just for, uh, for everyone watching, uh, you know, I have the Washington commanders defense of fantasy this week, this week. I think, you know, it's kind of track who the Cardinals are playing and pick up that defense every, every week this year. That's how you do it. Um, let's go to another one o'clock game here. We have the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. The Bengals are favored by two and a half points uh, on the road. But sees they've they've struggled with the Browns before. We've seen it and we've been frustrated about it before. So uh, what do you think? It's the ghost. I mean, it has not gone well historically for since the Joe Burrow started in Cincinnati. That we have not won a game in Cleveland yet, literally. Hmm. Um, and it, and some of these losses have been rough. Um, the one last year, Halloween, was excruciatingly painful. Um, this is a different team, though. For the love of God, they finally, you know, have a good offensive line. Not, I'm not saying they're elite, but Jesus. Like, just somebody that can just slow Miles Garrett down for, like, two seconds. That's all we really need. We don't need some, you know, him to be blocking him all day. But I think Orlando Brown can do just enough to maybe not let Miles Garrett just sack Joe Burrow five times in a game. Like, if he gets, if he gets sacked... Honestly, this is the weirdest thing I think I'll ever say. But, like, if Joe Burrow gets sacked three or less times, I think the Bengals will win this game decently easily. If it's more than that, I think it's going to be just like week one last year where we're all just sitting there going, what the fuck is happening? Um, You know, because the Bengals notoriously slow starts. It's been a lot of problems. You know, Joe Burrow's not been able to play through a training camp ever um, through injuries and COVID and all that stuff. Um, but with all that said, I think this team is, you know, same staff, you know, most of the same roster, especially on offense. Um, you know, you upgraded Orlando Brown. You got Jonah Williams playing right, who's played really well in the preseason. So he's an upgrade as well, playing right tackle. So I think it's right that the Bengals win this by three or four points. You know, they should honestly on paper, I think they could win. They should win by a touchdown. But all the juju, the Browns, and just all the shit that seems to always happen with an interdivisional game like this, I think they win it by a field goal, maybe four points. Um, so I got to pick them to win and cover. I'm going to win and cover too. Like I said, I, I Super Bowl champion. I'm picking the over on the over under win total for the Bengals. I am very happy with what they have built. Um, you know, I think the the big thing to watch is the safety play early to see how these new guys come into play. Uh, but their offensive line has improved. I, you know, I, I just as much as the Browns have kind of destroyed some of our, you know, favorite nights watching football of all time, um, you know, this is on paper, the Bengals should win by at least a field goal, if not a touchdown. I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with my gut, but it's at the back of my mind. Cincinnati fan. I'm kind of scared here. I'm like, 
I don't know. It's still we still last year Halloween was all ruined. So will you get barked at by a grown ass man? Uh, I will be in my apartment watching the game, so I will hopefully not be barked at by <laughs> when they come to town later this year. I'm sure I will be. It's not fun. <laughs> Um, all right, the last of the Sunday afternoon game seats, we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This line has had some movements. It's all the way down to the 49ers being favored by two on the road. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go I'm going 49ers to win, and I'm going to go the Steelers to cover. Um, I think it's going to be that close, okay. honestly. Like, I think it's going to be close. Like, I'm worried about this game. Like, it's the kind of game where I think the Steelers, you know, defense starts off hot. They know those guys will attack the hell out of somebody. You know, the right side of the 49ers line is is gone. McGlinchey's um, out of there. So, I think there's some more weaknesses along that offensive front. You still have Brock Purdy, who hasn't played since he injured his arm last year. And now he's playing a really good Steelers pass rush. So... I mean, that's that's a lot right there. How is Kenny Pickett then going to fare against the 49ers? I don't think he'll do that well either. So it's going to turn into a classic two really well-coached teams with some question marks at key positions. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a cloud of dust, and I think the winner is the 49ers by a hair. Okay. I Full disclosure, I really did think about taking the Steelers here. I think – Steelers, you're right, are a like week one team. I I kind of like I said, have my doubts about Brock Purdy, and I, you know, offensive line isn't as what it, what it once was. So we can see T.J. Watt, which we saw last year with the Bengals, just totally destroy a whole game. So I thought about it. I ended up going 49ers again. I'm going to trust what's on paper, which is that they are a very well built team, and that Kyle Shanahan will find a way to make Brock Purdy not look bad. So I'm going to go 49ers to win and cover on the road. Sunday evening game seats, we have the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. The Eagles right now, according to ESPN, are favored by four on the road. Yeah, I got a three and a half today. Um, either way, I, I saw that spread, and I uh, I was tempted to bet the house. I didn't bet the house. I bet a good amount on it, but I looked at it. I'm just like, I, I'm not really sure what... Vegas is seeing I'm not. I, I tried to look my phone to see if somebody like massive on the in like on the Eagles just like broke his leg or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they're they're worried about the youth that they have had infused in there and you know, experience there. But the Eagles are gonna win and cover this one, I think, easily. Um, you know, four points is a little different, you know, if you're doing a parlay or something like that, that's something you probably want to tease down to three and a half, but I mean what about this Patriots team is freaking people out to make you think this is going to be a close game? Well, what is it? Is it Mac Jones? Like, is it Mac Jones? Is it their wide receiver core? Is it their aging defense that seems to not be up with the times necessarily? Like, what the hell is it about this? Is it that they have Bill O'Brien on offense again? Like, what what is making you – what is making Vegas fear the Patriots? Zeke, obviously. There you go. That's it. But – I, I sat there trying to, like, contemplate what the hell am I wrong, so horribly wrong about. And then we can replay this video in a week when somehow the Patriots win this game and I'll look like a complete buffoon. But the reality right now is I don't know. Joe, if you can enlighten me and tell me how you think the Patriots are going to make this close game, tell me. Um, I can't 
because I don't. I never liked Mac Jones uh, as a quarterback. I, I mean, it, I think he's just like he. He like smells like career backup. Like you can put him in there and he'll do okay, but like you don't want this guy starting. And what makes it worse is we can't even fairly evaluate him because they've had. Uh, lack of better return, dog shit wide receivers during his career, and even worse coaching when they make take a defensive guy and move him over to offense. So, um, unless I- I'm missing something too, where there's like hurricane weather coming to that part of uh, the country, which I think it says 78 and sunny. I'm taking the Eagles. I would, you know, bet, you know, like you said, not betting the house. I'd, I'd you know, I'd put money on that. Per se, and I'd also say, hey, if you're doing a survivor pool and for some reason you don't want to take the co- commanders over the Cardinals, this is a game where it's like, yeah, you you could take a you could take a team playing the Patriots now because the Patriots are a solid team. They're just not going to beat the Eagles, in my opinion. And we could, like you said, we could all be wrong in a week from now. We could be sitting here, tail between our legs, but I just don't see any way they actually keep it close or win this game. All right, we have Las Vegas. At Denver in our next one, it's Sean Payton's first game as head coach of the Broncos. Denver is favored by three and a half. Um, it's in Denver or in Vegas? In Denver. Give me the Broncos. Um, I think Sean Payton will kind of wheel out his offense and with Russell Wilson, so it'll be kind of a, a new thing, something that we're not sure what – we don't know what exactly that's going to look like uh, by any means, so I think that – and it's kind of surprised we get sometimes week one. I think that'll be part of it. The Raiders are not a good team to start with. Jimmy Garoppolo is worse than Derek Carr. Or it's, he's worse. Like, I, am I crazy? Am I crazy to say that? Is he, by definition, a, a tier worse than Derek Carr? At least, am I wrong? At least at one. Least. Finally. I don't know. You, you see, that's the thing. We sit here all offseason. I have to listen to these shows while I'm at work. Um, and I just hear, and I just hear people talk about things. I'm just like, what world do we live in? Um, but yeah, Raiders are not good. They're worse than they were last year. Their only prayer is Josh Jacobs has the same career-defining year he had last year, which running backs doing that back-to-back years doesn't usually bode well. Um, so he could definitely regress. Injuries more likely for him. And uh, other than that, I. I don't like the Raiders. I don't like the Broncos. I stayed away from both of them in all my betting this year. But, you know, it's in mile high. You know, that's a good home field advantage, and I think the Sean Payton is a much better coach than Josh McDaniel. So give me a Broncos winning cover. I'm going Raiders. I think outright upset, too. I don't remember what a pick was for that. Oh I'm going to say outright upset. Um, they suck, but Russell Wilson sucks, too. And he sucked in the preseason, even when he wasn't playing against starters. Um, this is my, like, hey, I don't really want to pick a team, so I'm going to pick the team that doesn't have Russell Wilson. Um, you know, he was very bad last year. He was very bad. They have Jerry Judy, who's already out. I don't know. I You know, gun to my head, maybe I switch my pick, but I'm, I'm going Raiders. I just I don't want any part of either of these teams this year. Hey, man, just accept the group think it was all Nathaniel Hackett's fault. <laughs> right. All his fault. Let's All start, his fault. Let's start. Has nothing to do with it. Let, yeah, let's let's start the controversy here. You know, and I, I, you know, Sean Payton's also saying like, why are you kissing babies? Like, why don't you actually focus on football instead of worrying about people thinking of you for Russell? And it's like, I don't. If that dude cares what people think of him, he's the cheesiest dude ever. I don't know, man. I, I, we got to figure some stuff out. Um, but yeah, I think that game can go either way. I just I don't like either team. 
Um, I would definitely stay away from it betting-wise if, if you're out so inclined. I, I don't want to touch that one. Uh, but one I would touch, Cease, the Dolphins at the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are favored by three right now. These are two playoff teams from last year. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Chargers to win and cover in this one. One, because it's in L.A., so it's a big road trip. Two, to his first action back, right? After all the injuries, you know, there's always talk about him getting hurt potentially. I want to see him kind of knock the rust off a little bit here. So I think that'll take a second to get used to. And I, I just, you know, I like Justin Herbert over Tua. You know, I like Tua a lot, but I think Justin Herbert is a better quarterback. I think the teams, you look at the rosters are pretty even. So I got to go with the edge of the better quarterback and they're playing at home on a West Coast team. Blasphemy. Tua is a better quarterback for sure. I'm glad we're disagreeing more this year. He took two a jitsu, man. He's ready to. He's not going to get hurt this year. He's good. We got Tyree Kill. Uh, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are as much as I love Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and the receivers. They are better receivers than the Chargers have. I think if you know you go by position by position, you know it's it's kind of a toss up, but. I, I'm going to go with them to win. I mean, Chargers' home field advantage isn't that great. They're the Chargers. Um, you know, it is like a West Coast road trip, but it's also like the first week of the season, so it's not like these teams have worn down yet either. So uh, I'm going to go Tua, and uh, Tua to have a big game in this one, kind of like he did to start last year. It kind of shocks some people. Um, the Chargers, I do think, are a pretty good team. We talked about them when we talked about playoff teams, but I'll just I'll take the upset. Let's have some fun. Let's do, Let's have some fun this year. Have some fun. Uh, the next game up we have is the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by five and a half, according to ESPN. Um, Cooper Cup has been ruled out for this game uh, officially. He might go on IR, so sorry to anyone who drafted him in fantasy football or anyone who might be listening who had an auto-draft Cooper Cup um, because you couldn't log in. That's that's always happens to people, you know? Should happen. Hey, I had, I had a not auto-draft debacle, but I did have a uh... – App froze first round, and I selected the wrong guy by accident. Button. Oh, um, yeah. You got to watch out for that spotty Wi-Fi, folks. You know, you're, you see one second you're queuing somebody up, and then some asshole doesn't sign into his account or somehow drafts someone in fucking two milliseconds, and you end up with Devonte Adams with the fifth pick. So, huh? um, not that Devonte Adams is bad. I like Devonte Adams as a wide receiver, but just not fifth overall in an 18-person league. Um, anyway. Had to get that off my chest. Shit happens out there. Um, that's why we're not on ESPN because uh, their app likes to fuck with people. Um, anyway, yeah. um, I guess I should pick this game, um, most likely, right? Isn't that a good eh, thing? Maybe. I mean, I'll, I'll hand up on my. I mean, too. I, uh, I accidentally had an auto draft um, draft that I forgot about. Uh, it's a league I don't have buy in, in so I kind of like understand why I forgot it, but. They took Cooper Cup in the second round for me, and that was like, it was on Monday this week. So, hand up on that auto draft. Um, you know, whoever I was calling out earlier, I'm part of that group. So, you know, heads up for that like month ago draft. Who drafted probably uh, a Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Wombo combo possibly. I've seen um, I've seen Travis Kelsey, then or excuse me, yeah, Travis Kelsey, and then Cooper Cup, and then Jonathan Taylor because they're like, oh, he'll be back, and <laughs> so that guy's team, cool. wow. <laughs> Your team is gone. Um, but, yeah, I no Cooper Cup. I don't know what the hell the Rams are going to do. I mean, Matthew Stafford has a noodle arm. Um, I'd love for that to be wrong, but it, it doesn't look, it hasn't looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Cooper Cup is the only person that I trust on that offense, straight up. Cam Akers is middling road running back. Kyron Williams behind him is okay, too. Their offensive line is middling. Um, Their defense, they've got Aaron Donald. That's great. And outside of that, I'm kind of like, whatever. It's very throwaway. So it's a throwaway team. Without Cooper Cup, I don't know how the hell they're going to move the ball. I don't care what kind of guru you've got. Um, You know, you, you, you can't solve a math problem if you don't have pen and paper. You get what I'm saying? Write that one down. But you can't. Calc- you don't have pen and paper. Cal- calculator, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, what if you don't have a calculator? Um, then I would, I would do it in my head. Um, but no, I, I'm with you. Uh, the math in my head says Seahawks are winning this one big. Uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm pretty big on the Seahawks. I think they really have replenished their talent. I remember a couple years ago we were talking like, this team might be like the worst in the league. And then they like push for the playoffs. Um, but Gino, Gino's good and you know, good receiving core, good offensive line, defense is improving. I'm going Seahawks to win and cover, and like you said, the Rams have some issues, so they probably will play them tough, but at the end of the day, I don't think they have enough firepower to keep this one within a touchdown at all, so I'm going to go Seahawks to win and cover. The last of the 4 p.m. Eastern time window, Packers and Bears. This isn't your typical Aaron Rodgers in Chicago because uh, he's no longer there, and the Bears are favored by one. I never thought I'd see the day, Cease. I didn't either, but um, I think that's right. I think uh, <laughs> I got to go. I'm going with the Bears. Um, the Bears to win and cover their one-point spread um, at home in Soldier Field. So some things to kind of think about here. Justin Fields last year. They put up a lot of yards on offense, but couldn't win shit somehow. Um, so I'm very interested to see if it, if all this offensive yardage explosion at the end of last year equates to W's this year. I, I don't know if it will, but they, they pretty much have to win more games if they put out an offensive output that they did last year. Um, I, I don't like either of these teams. Um, I The Packers, it's just like... I'm just really disappointed on the way this roster is built. And I, I hate Matt LaFleur. I think he should get fired. Um, Hot just, take. Here we go. I think he sucks. I mean, let's be honest. He, he's done nothing. He's created this very conservative offense that is very just – it's bad. It's just overall there's nothing good about it. Okay. So I'm going to pick the Bears to win and cover their tiny little spread. And, um, yeah, I – I think I, I just want to see Justin Fields do something cool and run for 200 yards, pass for 250 yards, something cool like that. Bears for me to win and cover. Um, Cease, I'm kind of with you uh, with LaFleur. He was the guy who, what was it, they were down eight and he decided to kick a field goal and give the ball back to Tom Brady in that NFC Championship game all those years ago or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I'm kind of with you in a sense, but uh, for this one I'm going Bears. The Packers are a totally different team. Jordan Love could be good. I just we haven't seen enough of them uh, one way or another. I'm going to go Justin Fields uh, and the Bears to win and cover. Sunday Night Football, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. The Cowboys are favored by three and a half points, Cease. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I like, like we've talked about, both of us really like the Cowboys this year. I think they're a very good team. Um, it's an a- NFC East game, which always gives me pause because it, it can be a pick em, honestly. It seems like it doesn't matter what the spread would be going in the game. You, you might as well pick the money line sometimes, especially if you, you think the, the underdog can pull it out because there's a good chance they might. 
Um, that being said, I got to go with what's on paper. I think the Giants are an okay team propped up by Brian Dable at this point. Um, outside of that, what are they? I, I mean, they, their wide receivers didn't get any better. That was the whole problem. It's like their whole team, like I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, they have no like passing game. They have Darren Waller now, I guess, but what the hell, like, what did you guys get better at is the real question. Um, I like Brian Dayball, and I, I love what he did with this roster, but this roster is still the kind of very middling, bottom-tier offense and then, you know, some really good defensive players that it was before he got there. He's just able to get to maximize that talent. And that talent shows me about an 8-9, 9-18. So that's where they will be no matter what. I don't really see them – Winning eleven games, and I don't see them like going six and eleven. But I, they're going to literally go right around five hundred, no matter what. And I, Cowboys are just more talented, so Cowboys are winning cover. Cowboys winning cover for me too. A little bit nervous about that. It's a division game. It always seems like they pick each other off in the NFC East. But uh, as mentioned, they have a better roster from top to bottom. It's kind of a flip side of the Giants. They're kind of hoping that their coach doesn't mess it up, while the Giants are hoping that the GM could actually give their coach more support. Um, but I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Cowboys want to cover. I, I think the Giants have made some cool moves that make them kind of competitive in terms of like getting Isaiah Simmons on their defense. But uh, I'm with you. I think the ceiling of that team, the team as it's currently constructed, may have been last year. Monday Night Football. This is the last game of the week. Sees there's no double header as there are some year, some years. I think there are in a couple weeks here double headers on Monday Night Football. But we have the Buffalo Bills. At the New York Jets, what people want to see, Aaron Rodgers against the Bills. We have the Bills favored by two points on the road. Yeah, I'm going to go Bills to win and cover here. Um, one, Aaron Rodgers is still getting used to this team. Um, I know, you know, he had Nathaniel Hackett as his offensive coordinator and assistant in Green Bay for all those years. So the transition's not going to be something crazy, but it's still a lot. You know, they still have, you know, a new an offensive line that's questionable, you know, they have Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, so their receiving core isn't that different. Um, it's just really – I don't think the offensive line is going to hold up really well against a really good Bills pass rush. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers isn't elite anymore, um, so I don't think it's going to be as big a threat. I mean, people are acting like the Jets can just go toe-to-toe like they're this elite team. I think they're very good, but I think the Bills are class above. So, I mean, I think the Bills should win this game by probably I, – I, if the spread was – I'd be comfortable if the spread was four for the Bills to win. Do they win by a touchdown? That's that's hard to say. But ultimately, I think the Bills should win this game, and it shouldn't be some super close affair. I think it's just everyone wants Aaron Rodgers to be great. I do too because it's better for the NFL. But I just don't think that's the team we're going to get, and I don't think the protection the Jets are going to be able to give them is what he needs, especially at this stage in his career. I'm with you. I think the Bills are a more complete team. They're not. With, they're they're going to be without Von Miller still, but I still think they can get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. This offensive line could end up being good. Like they have Mackay Becton, if he stays healthy, they could end up meshing together and being good. But until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. I think that's what wins the game. I think Josh Allen's still premier quarterback coming back from that elbow injury last year. I think he looks a lot better, and that defensive line gets pressure on Aaron Rodgers and is able to go on the road and win the game. All right, see, so those are the picks for the week. Any final thoughts? Oh, nothing. I'm just glad football's back, baby. I am as well. 
Uh, just a reminder that we'll be back next week to go over our uh, week one picks, see how we did on week one, and then make our week two picks as we go forward with the season. Um, for now, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.